Hey, sweet friends, my name is Chef Schomburg. I started my baking business with a bottle of DiSerrano and one Bundt cake pan. Fast forward to today from news to magazines, speaking on national stages and more, I can truly say that baking has changed my life. So now as a bakery business coach, I get to help others have the same success. I've helped hundreds of my students across the world in my global membership program create six-figure businesses, mainly from home. The Baking for Business podcast is an extension of that, from actionable tips to valuable tools and resources that can impact you as a business owner. I truly believe, y'all, we would never have been given a gift if we couldn't profit and prosper from it. So come on, darling. What are you waiting for? excited because we have a guest here in the house. She's a special young lady, a beautiful young lady. And um, you guys are pretty used to this young lady. So I hope you get some great tips and jewels from her. Uh, Before I do bring her on, I do just want to say a quick shout out to all of you guys. As we're recording this, we just recently reached 6,000 podcast downloads, which I'm super grateful for. And a fourth of those people are in the United Kingdom. So shout out to all of you guys who listen overseas and in other countries. Um, I appreciate you. So, and I will continue to count because every single person that downloads is an actual human. And I appreciate all of you guys for listening. So today I don't want to fuss. I don't want to get on you guys, but today there is something we do need to talk about. And we are sharing three photography mistakes that keep bakers from attracting clients on social media. And I am huge about image and imagery. So today I brought on one of the experts. If you're not following Monique Millender of I Am Gotta Have Cake, you definitely should. Monique Millender is a baker, but she also helps bakers in order to display their best photos and dessert photography so that they can get the bag and attract clients and reiterate their worth and just stand out and look professional. So without further ado, Monique, welcome to the Baking for Business podcast. How are you doing today? I'm doing wonderful. Thank you for um, inviting me on your show and congratulations for all of the downloads, which I've already known. And you're going to do so much more. So congratulations. <laughs> oh, I appreciate it. for celebration. So that, that's amazing. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. So if you guys do not follow at I am gotta have cake on social media, you should definitely be doing so. I'm going to put a link to all of her information down in the show notes. She has some amazing courses and then she also has a free course. Uh, that is pretty cool. It's like a little mini course. So I'm going to link that as well. That way you can get into her world and on her list and check out her free course. So we're going to have all those goodies for you in the show notes. But without any further ado, we're going to get into these tips because you guys, I know what you think and you're like, oh, I rush. I don't have time. And it's just photos, but it's not as so much more because what you put out affects everything. It affects your brand, how you represent yourself, how you look, who wants to spend money with you and who doesn't. So Monique, you want me to share the first tip or you want to read it? What you got for us? Um, Absolutely. So um, imagery is everything. Um, It is the very first thing that people see before they typically meet the owner of the business owner. So you want to make sure that your images are top notch because that is what's going to attract certain clientele. So the first tip that I have for you is number one is to make sure that Um, You're not that you are utilizing the best images for your website, you or for your promotions. Um, You want to make sure that 
again, because your imagery, the images that you put out, your cake, cupcakes, strawberries, you want to make sure that they're bright. You want to make sure that they're clear. You want to make sure that it is not blurry um, so that people will draw attention to your product. So you want to make sure that those images are top notch. You want to make sure that those images are the best and that um, you can get the sales for those. Absolutely. And you said a really good thing, um, utilizing proper images for promotions, because what I noticed is that some people have sales and they're rushing because either they didn't plan for a sale. And usually they're so quick to want to put one flyer that has five to seven different pictures. And you don't recommend that, like the photo collages. And why is that? Um, So you want to make sure that as far as like what your photo collages um, if you're running a promotion or a sale, you want, if, if you're offering like, uh, five different items, for example, um, let's say summer sale, 4th of July sale, whatever mother's day sale. Um, and you want those five items to, to, to sell, but you make a flyer and on that flyer, you have the information when the pickup time, how much each item is going to put, uh, uh, buy for purchase, how many quantities you have all this information, but then also on that same flyer, you're going to have, I mean, you have all five images and one image may be over here in the corner. The other image may be on the right side at the bottom. It's just all over the place. And as a buyer, I want to see exactly what I am getting. So I don't need to see everything on a collage style. I need to see everything individual. And um, uh, here's another little quick tip. Um, People worry about not having enough um, content or things to share on social media. Well, take for this example, if I am offering five different items, Instead of making one post with all five different items, spread those things out as content for your Instagram. So one one flyer, you can say, you know, I'm offering number one, two, three, four, and five, but then also show on the separate slide that, okay, here's item number one, that's one piece of content. And then um, a little two hours later on that same day, here's another piece of um, offering that I'm offering. Same information as far as all of the five offerings, but now I'm going to show a whole separate picture so that the viewer can get an idea, a nice clean image of what's being offering offered versus like all of the picture collages. A little confusing is it's just when I see picture collages, I honestly just look away. I, I, too much. I do too. I hate when people try to shove too many pictures on one post or on one particular flyer. And I always tell people, especially when using Canva, I'm like, Canva is a great source, but half of the people use it incorrectly. You're supposed to find a flyer that you like on Canva and just make your changes, you know, change your fonts, change your colors. Those flyers are already professionally designed. So when you go outside of the design and you're adding so much to it, it's confusing. And I know you think, well, a person could look at this and it can tell, but I've seen people People, they don't align images on the flyer. The flyers are the the pics just look like they're they're over pixelated. So it's too much. And you brought up a really good point. So many times we're always wondering about content, content. What do I post? But if you are having a sale, let's say you are having a 48 hour promotion and you do have five different items. If you would have showcased each one individually, 
then that would have been much better than putting them on one flyer. And I know some people are going to say, well, I don't want to post. I don't want to come off as bugging. But we have to realize that when we post on social media, Instagram, Facebook, only about the first seven to eight percent of our followers see that. So sometimes if you have something that a person wants, this is sales. At the end of the day, you're a, you're a business. So it's not how much you post, you know, think about the words and the captions when you post, but it is really good to break down all of those posts. So now you have a lot of content where you can show and showcase and really get people hype about your sales. Cause that's all promotion is, is you have to hype yourself up. If you're not hype about your products and offerings, then others won't be. And I know you mentioned rather than a collage that a carousel post would be a better um, post. So can you tell us a little bit more about carousels? How do you feel about those? Yes. Um, I, I, I love carousel. Most of um, my, um, images on, like for example, Instagram. I'm using Carousel a lot um, because I I I'm posting multiple pictures for say for example if I have cupcakes that I'm um, trying to like tip Tuesdays um, instead of like putting everything on one flyer or a one um, post you create carousels meaning the the viewer will have to swipe swipe left swipe left and you can do up to ten um, in one post ten different. Um, carousel images in one post. And so I'm very big on that because that that allows for interaction. So someone is going to want to see the information. So they're going to keep swiping and then they see clearly what they're getting. They see clearly the message. Um, And it's just a whole lot cleaner. Um, And I also say, just here's another tip. When you are doing like a promotion or imagery or just showing your work, um, you can have the same uh offering the same let's say for example same cake but you have different um images of that same piece of item so also taking consideration when you're taking for example how i teach my students in a dessert photography course when you're taking a picture using your smartphone do different angles do different maybe switch out the backdrop same item that you're taking a photo of, but you're just switching out little things here and there to make the images image look totally different. And that's more things that you can post for your social media or for your website. Um, but I, I do have to caution too. Um, and I think I might be jumping ahead, Amanda, so sorry, but this is just popped in my head. This is a perfect segue. Um, not every image that you take personally, not unless you are a professional photographer and you do know how to use your, I would say, digital camera or DSLR, DSLR camera for your website. But you want to make sure that the images that you are putting as a storefront, like your 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 baby for your website, you want to make sure that those images are professionally done. Um, I necessarily wouldn't use my smartphone to take photos to put on my website. Unless you're just getting started, just just get it done and get it out there. But keep in mind that you eventually you definitely want those professional images. Yeah, I love it. I couldn't agree more. And yeah, I know we're going to touch on website. Matter of fact, next. Yeah. Tip number two Mm -hmm. is so we covered for number one, not utilizing quality photos for promotions and sales, which is when we're actually trying to. Uh, get more income. But number two, one of the biggest mistakes that I see is people uploading too many images on their uh, website. So as Monique mentioned, the reason why I'm not a fan of this is because with a lot of my students, I want them to rank. When you rank high within local search engines, then you're able to attract more clients. When people go to 
uh, social sites such as Google and Bing, you want to appear on the front page. And there are many factors that Google takes into place for that. One of the main ones being SEO. But what a lot of people don't realize is that when you upload so many photos on your site, your site slows down. And Google judges site response time as one of the huge indicators for ranking your site. So if it takes a person a minute for your site to load, and I've been on some to where you would think we were like in AOL in the olden days where like the photos are coming down and they're dropping so slow. And it's because you've uploaded so many photos onto your website that it can't catch up. So what this does is number one, it slows down your load time. Number two, it decreases your time for actually ranking high because now Google has too much information to process. So they're going to be like, you know what? This page takes too long send them to their competitor because their job, the minute someone types something is to match who has that. And if they notice that your page is taking too long, they're going to match your client or your potential client with your competitor because it's taking too long. So that's the uh, second tip. And then number three, uploading so many photos on your website, you confuse your client. And I think what we want to do is that we always want to showcase the best or like, look, this is everything I can do, but you only need one set of examples or to just make a group. Hey, these are our Quinciera cakes. This is what our masculine cakes look like. This is what our bridal shower cake looks like. And in each set have maybe no more than four to five photos, um, but definitely reserving our photos for, well, reserving the best photos for our website because our website, like Monique said, it's our digital storefront, especially for those who are home bakers. If you don't have a walk-in, then this is what people walk into. So, and you suggest getting a professional photo shoot done. Yes. Yeah. I'm, I'm a photographer, but um, I have a branding photographer, for example. Um, not only should your um, offerings, like your cakes and cake, cupcakes and strawberries, whatever you, whatever the style dessert or even a food item, anything, any product, anything, um, you should also have a professional headshot done um, because Again, to match your branding, to match your uh, top paying or top quality items, you want to make sure that the image of the person behind the brand and behind your products also are top notch pristine. So, yeah, can I, you know, use my digital camera that I have to take my own photos? Of course I can, but it's nothing like having someone else to to jump in and, and give their input, give their professional expertise on how to capture the best images for your brand. I love that. I love that. And so many people miss that. Like they, they won't include an about me page. Mm -hmm. And I hate that when I go on a website, people want to know about you. You may not think that people want to hear about you, but they do. And in actuality, when we look at, if anybody wants to know the secret to more sales, it's honestly honing in on your personal brand. Because if I do, let's say I make a cake today with sharp edges and Monique sees that and she's in my city, she can make a cake with sharp edges. I could come out with a new style where I do edible leaf and these palm leaves and it takes off. Well, guess what? If she's my competitor and it's successful, she's going to do it. And as she should, let's stop thinking that mindset of, oh, they did what I did or they copied. No, if they saw opportunity, they're trying to feed their family just like you are. However, when I hop on camera and speak and I share my story and who I am and why I started my business, Monique's story is different than mine. So our personal brand is the one thing that separates us 
from everybody else. It's, it's your personality. There's only one you. Like, uh, what's the young lady says? Because can't nobody be me like me and can't nobody be you like you. Yeah. So I love that. Uh, professional headshot. And please add an about me section. That's not a photography tip. That's just an extra website tip. But tell people about you and people want to know about you and who you are. So I love that. Thanks so much, Monique. And then our third tip, we are knocking these out of the park. Let's see. Our third tip is not reserving the best photos for your feed. Oh, and I, I really, really love this. I hate when I go on somebody's feed and it's tacky and the images are blurry. So what are some imaging mistakes? Like I know one that I like that I hate to see is box shot. I can't stand that. I think to me personally, I know somebody's going to get mad, but it just means that you were lazy as fuck. Like, I don't know why you can't reserve time to take a photo. So what are some mistakes that you see people make on their feed with photos? Um, that's definitely the top, the top thing. And, and if I could back up too, you got to keep in mind, I know everyone starts somewhere. So the, the key to the thing is just start, but the thing is don't start and not make improvements along the way. So as you're developing your website, I'd rather for you to focus on getting your website pristine, great images, you know, start with what you have, but don't stay there. Start and making improvements little by little. But also remember that not only when people go to your website to look, they also follow you on social media. Mm. So just because your images on your website are pristine also should be the same on your social media. So don't have like beautiful photos. So then people say, okay, are those her, are those really her cakes? Because she just posted yes. yesterday and <laughs> it looks nothing like what's on her website. So not confused. Like, is this really your work? So take the time to make sure your images are beautiful. I'm posting this cake. I want uh, $375 for this cake, but it's in the box because I have to rush. The client is coming. Let me just snap a photo because I need a photo because I need to show everybody what I can do so other people can order. (laughs) But you're not taking the time to set up the scene. It's in a box and it looks like the client is here standing right next to me. Okay, here you go. Thank you. (laughs) Order again, you know. And, And I know, you know, some people, a lot of people do this and I might be stepping on your toes. Ouch. But I love you. And I love you so much that I'm going to tell you to correct that. Okay. So we don't want to see that. If all possible, if you have to take or if you're rushing, you should at least keep a white foam board or I'm going to throw the shameless plug or replica surfaces um, behind or near something that you just prop up right, right quick, really quick behind the cake or whatever item that you're trying to take a photo of and shoot it really quick. And that's one thing that I teach in the dessert photography course is location and also how to plan backwards. I say, once you get your order, you know when a due date, I hope you're getting the time frame that you're telling the customer to pick up or you're, or there, you know, you have some type of arrangement where pickup is going to happen. Then work backwards from that. You know, the days that you typically bake, you know, the days that you typically make your accent pieces for the cake, you know, the, you know, all that stuff. So in that process flow should also be room for photography quick 30 minutes quick 20 minutes but once you get into the rhythm of things you should not have any problems with taking a box photo I mean a a, a great photos instead of taking them in the box um and and I know things happen you know sometimes our plans don't go accordingly but just because you take a photo of it in the box great show it to mom text it to dad text it to your best friend but do not put it on social media 
that's just one cake that's just not going to be shown. Yeah. So. Or, or I, I like that. You're right. Cause it's not the best to put on the feed or put it in your story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I like tucking things away. That's like, if, if I'm not my best, I put it in my story. My story is for people who are already following me. It's going to disappear. You know, it gives off a behind the scenes look like yeah. you're bringing us on a journey. So, yeah. So let your feet be for the best and mm-hmm. your story be for the rest. I, I, another I'm, pet peeve of mine. I'm sorry, Amanda. No. Another pet peeve of mine is, um, I, okay, so not you don't have to always have a backdrop. I've seen beautiful photos of kitchen, kitchen scene, like, like literally your kitchen. Um, people will have their cakes on the cake stand inside the kitchen and the kitchen is beautiful. Great image. Then there are some people that take a photo in the kitchen and I see, and, and, and granted two things, your kitchen is clean and pristine, but this is just my pet peeve because as a photographer, I, I not only look at the item, but I'm looking at everything else around it. And so one example is you have your cake on a cake stand. It's beautiful. Your kitchen is clean. I don't see any clutter. It's perfect to the natural eye. But for me, a photographer, I see that light plug in the back. And that just kind of that. And, and I know um, a lot of people won't notice that. But just think uh-huh. of when you're taking a photo, you're taking it because you're ready to put it inside of a magazine. That's right. So if you go in the magazine, Food Network magazine or whatever magazine that there is, you're not going to see that. They, they may have a beautiful kitchen scene set up. You won't see right behind the cake is a, is a light plug. If anything, you might see like a cute little vase with a flowers in it or something like that. Um, and then on the flip side, people are doing photos in their kitchen. No backdrop, just natural, beautiful kitchen scene. But I see the cereal box. I see on your stove, your pot of spaghetti, oh I see your spatulas in the background. You have to not only pay attention to the subject, but everything else around it. That That is that is so true. And you mentioned something and you actually gave a good tip when you were speaking. For those who don't have backdrops or access, some people do have nice kitchens, but you're, you're right. I don't want to see your Febreze or your Glade plug in, you know, because then I might be thinking, what is chemicals blowing on the cake? You know, and you don't you don't think that. But, yeah, I definitely don't like when they're on the stovetop and no one wants to see, you know, I know there was some picture of some young lady. It went viral and the cake was beautiful, but she was filthy. And so what happened was, was that that opened up the floodgates for people talking. And even my cousin had sent it to me. She was like, did you see this? And with the little vomit emoji. And now the young lady had a beautiful cake and she's thinking she went viral for all the right reasons. But what happened was she did the cake. And I mean, she had Old Bay Crab Season, Tony Sashery's. She was covered in flour and dirt. You know, her hair was wrapped up. Her nails were long. And people were, it was almost kind of like a, a, a where's Waldo? People were looking at every single thing in the background. Plastic bags was coming out the cabinets. There was buttercream on the cabinets, which pay attention to that because that reflects, you know, do you clean your kitchen? Do you wipe down? But yeah, people will notice roaches, all that type of stuff. You know, you, you don't want to take a picture with roaches in the background. That's not a good look. That's true. And, and just to give one more tip, one thing that I also see on your feed is, um, you know, you want to reserve your best photos and the beautiful, the photos are like beautiful. Say, for example, I'm doing a flat lay of strawberries, okay. Or pretzels or whatever treat that you do. Um, the images is beautiful. The lighting is perfect. 
But as you're taking a photo of your flat lay, I also see the edges of your, let's say, backdrop that you're using. Just take two seconds just to crop out the edges so that I only see the, the strawberries in this example um, and not necessarily see the edge of your backdrop. Because what happens is I see the edge of your backdrop and then I see the table that it is, that it is on, mm-hmm. sitting on. And so I have the strawberries, I have your backdrop, and then I see the edge and then I see the table. I hope that makes sense. But basically yeah. what I'm saying is make sure that you are cropping. Again, look at everything else around the subject. Make sure that I'm just really focused on the image, the the item itself. So yeah, I, I look at stuff like that. Absolutely. And um, I know for a fact there was this time I bought these uh backdrops from um Michaels. Um, no shame to Michaels. I mean, we were both love it, me and Monique, if y'all sponsored us one day. But I bought these backdrops from Michaels and it it was just size-wise. Like, you know, I, I had a picture of a 10-inch cake and I was like, these aren't it, it's not bigger. Please make y'all backdrops bigger, Michael, because they're super affordable, but it couldn't fit the whole cake. And so I kept getting the corners in between. And I'm like, well, this takes away from the look. It doesn't really look like it's in the kitchen when you can see these corners. So and you mentioned a good point. So many people snap and that's it. But it's like when you snap, crop that photo, edit that photo, you know, enhance the lighting. There are so many amazing settings on our phone that we don't that we don't use. And I have personally reviewed Monique's course. So if you go through it, you will learn all types of settings on your phone. And speaking of which, because all of your tips were amazing. So just to recap, not utilizing quality image for promotions. That's when we're actually trying to get the bag. Uploading too many photos and not utilizing the right photos on our website, which is a digital representation of our business, especially for home bakers. And then number three, not putting the best on our feed, because when people land on our feed, they look at our first nine. They've got seven, eight seconds to decide if they want to follow or not. So we use our feed for the best. And then we shared a tip about putting the rest in our stories. But those are some great tips that I know will help somebody. And, oh, if you're a person thinking, oh, that's not going to help me, I know that. It's probably you that it's going to help because knowing something and doing something is totally different. So rather than know it, we encourage you to actually take action and change because I'm a big person of perceived value. And so when you say you're worth something, when you say you're a luxury baker or you say you're a gourmet baker, I think anyone personally who's luxury or gourmet, you should automatically also have a photo shoot on top of these tips. Because if you're rolling that way and if you're claiming that's how you are, that's how luxury bakeries roll. Number one, they don't even take their own photos. But for those who are taking their own photos, all of these tips will help. But if you want to go deeper and learn from Monique Millender, uh, can you tell us, Miss Monique, just real quick, what courses do you have for those who actually want to take this serious and and up their photo game? Yes. um, Sure. Thank you, Amanda. I I have a dessert photography course. Um, where I teach you how to take beautiful photos of your desserts using your smartphone. Um, shameless plug, I actually have students that uh, take products, uh, take photos of their products as well as food. So the dessert photography course is transferable because the um, information that is taught is basic stuff that you need to know regardless of what you're taking a photo of. I'm just focusing specifically on desserts. Now, there's three different offerings. Um, to kind of to kind of meet everyone's situation. So there's um, 
night photography course for those that take pictures only at night because maybe you work during the daytime and the only time that you really have time to work on your cakes or your desserts is at nighttime and also with the photos is at nighttime. So this is where I teach you how to utilize your soft boxes, where to place your soft boxes, how to adjust the lighting on your soft boxes and the type of soft boxes that is best for your photography. Then I also have the natural light photography course where you take pictures using the free resources, which is, which is your natural light. And again, how to set up your scene, what type of props to use, how, how light works, natural light works, the different times of the day, the type of light you will get depending on the type of the day um, and how to you know find the best location within your home or your area that you're taking your photos of. And then the third offering is the combination of both worlds. We have the natural light photography course and the night photography course bundled into one big package. Um, each, regardless of the, the, the package that you choose, each package is going to cover editing, just the basic editing that is on your smartphone, um, how to quickly edit your photos. And not only that, I give you practice files. So I walk you step by step. You see me set up the scene. You see me do everything behind the scenes. And then after that, I give you the raw unedited photo so that you can practice the editing um, when we get to the editing portion. I love that. I love that. And you actually have a free gift for us, which is like a mini class. So tell us about that and how we can access the mini class. Um, Your lead magnet. Oh, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) She was was whispering, you guys, she was like, I do for real. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So I have, so, so there's two, two lead managers. One is one should be hopefully out by the time this recording happens, but so there's a, um, a free lead lead managing where um, it teaches you how to do again, editing. Um, I say not only is the photography portion important, but what's most important is the post-production of it. And so you want to know how to quickly edit. And I think it's like, it's eight steps or eight tips to take to, you know, to edit your photos. And then um, hopefully by the time this recording happens, there is a, a technique that I use where you, uh, you make the entire picture black and white, except for like one main element you can leave as color. Um, and so that is also uh, something that it's, it's different, something different for the eyes to see. It's very catching to see. I like that. I like that. So uh, where do we go to keep up with uh, the, the that way we make sure we get the notification for the new freebie that you're giving out and then also to purchase the courses out. Uh, what site do we go to? Uh, so you want to go to www.gottahalfcake.com and then you want to make sure that you are on my mailing list because when the information is shared, you you can just um I will be emailing that information to you for you. So make sure that you're on my mailing list. And then for those that are not on my mailing list, when I do come out with, um, well, so there's a sign up already for the uh, the eight photography editing tips, but then um, I will also have a, a sign up for the black and white, but a splash of color is what I call it. I love that. I love that. So to get the links to the freebies and to get the link to Monique's site, I'm going to put it in the show notes. So if you're listening now, all you have to do is scroll down and click and I will have a link for you to follow Monique's page, which I encourage you to do. She shares tips on Tuesdays and all throughout the week. Um, She's very much a 
she's what she's what I like to call, uh, which is what I like to do, a servant leader, someone that does show up and leads by serving, by example. And you can always see her students succeeding. So and she really does give and care from her heart. I've been following this young lady for I've been with this young lady for years. She's been with me for years. And I can definitely tell you that she's very, very passionate. Um, Even before she was doing this, she was always a great photographer. Like I would teach recipe classes. And even when she loved to bake and I would be like, what the hell is look, look here. You're not supposed to be making these pictures look better than my picture. And she, she had a, back then she had a, a look which was beautiful, like things would be dim and it would be, it would just be very, very nice. And you knew then like she focused on the shop more than the damn dessert. So so, so fast forward, you know, when I got a message one day, I think I would have teach this. I was like, oh, you've been teaching it because we all been asking. So so she's amazing and and very true to what she does and and super supportive. I can definitely say that um, on camera and why people are listening that this is a very supportive woman and she puts the beef aside and she supports mm-hmm. more people than, than you know. So, and then that's what I like. So you guys are in for a treat. So be sure to check those show notes so that you can get all the links and that you can follow her because y'all, I'm a firm believer that your imagery is a direct correlation to your income. So for those who are trying to attract higher end, I'm telling you, they like a certain look. They roll a certain way. Think about it. If Oprah was coming into town, would you show Oprah that cake that was in a box? Mm-hmm. Hell no. You you probably show Oprah a picture of your cake at an Airbnb that you rented with your makeup all done. Why? Because you know for a fact that you're trying to impress someone. And it's the same with all these tips. So thank you, Monique, for coming on. You definitely impressed me with all your knowledge and we appreciate you. And be sure to check the notes. And before you go... Monique, are you ready for lightning round? I think I am. (laughs) All right. What is your favorite color? Green. I love green. Any shade of green. Mm -hmm. Because money? (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, since you put it that way. No, I I love green. Okay. All right. We'll take green. And what is your favorite dessert that you can't live without? Um, Okay. So there's two. So I, when it comes to cake, I'm just old fashioned. I like vanilla cake with a nice chocolate buttercream. So, so I would say, so anywhere that I go, if I visit a new town or wherever I'm asking, okay, where's your vanilla with chocolate? Vanilla with chocolate? That's my favorite. Yeah. And, and, And plus to me, vanilla is one of those, vanilla cake is one of those flavors that is a hit or miss. And so I guess I've been a little nosy too, to see, well, let me see how this cake tastes because it's vanilla and, you know, chocolate it just you just really got to have top quality vanilla. Yes, so I always I love to try vanilla on chocolate buttercream. <laughs> I was talking to somebody about that the other day. I like I do like vanilla bean, but I've never done vanilla with chocolate buttercream. Now it's crazy because I've done a chocolate cake with vanilla buttercream, and then that always ends up tasting like an Oreo. But vanilla and chocolate—that's pretty unique. Mm-hmm. I, I I always ask, do you have vanilla with chocolate buttercream? But but I love ice cream. So again, I'm plain Jane. I love vanilla ice cream. And but if I could sprinkle it, you know, make it a little fancy, I like to add hot caramel and Ooh. hot fudge and pecans on oh. my, like a turtle, like a turtle Sunday. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. That's my favorite. All right. Who is your celebrity crush? Um, ah, it used to be Morris Chestnut, honestly. 
It used to be Morris Chestnut. Um, at the moment, I really don't have one. But if I had to choose, I would definitely say Morris Chestnut. Okay, okay. Nothing wrong with those nuts. And what's your favorite book? (laughs) (laughs) Um, you know, let me see. Well, any I've been really into uh photog photo photography books. Um, I love Joni Simon. Um, she's an excellent photographer, instructor, but if I had to say right now, I would probably say you're a badass. (laughs) You're a badass badass at making money or you're, or you're, oh, I love them all. Okay. So I I would probably have to say that because I was like, did that book just gives you like, yeah, I could do that. I'm ready now. I'm ready. You know, it gives, it really pumps you up. And just to hear like, the, her story and, and how she became like overcame because yeah. she told herself she was a badass so <laughs> amen and yeah. and that's and sometimes declarations proclamations affirmations that's what we got to do is speak over ourselves right yeah. especially when yeah. no one else is I love that yeah. and what is one kitchen utensil you can't live without um I like my spatulas I like my spatulas because I'm really what, what's the word they call it if, if I see like a little speck of anything, I want. I want to scrape it all. Like I, I don't want to leave nothing behind. So what they call that? Uh, <laughs> dough. Yeah. Batter? No, 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 no. So dough, batter, whatever it is. I want my spatula because I want to make sure I'm scraping everything out of the bowl. Like OCD. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like if I see like a little crumb, uh-uh, give me that spatula. I gotta get it all. I want everything out of the crook, the crevices. I want it all. I ain't leaving nothing in that bowl. So okay. <laughs> I have, I have a lot of spatulas. Yeah. A lot of spatulas. Okay. Well, hey, you, you might look, even when I'm cooking spaghetti or something, like, you know how you have the leftovers and you scrape in a bowl to put it in a, a separate container. I'm like scraping all of the spaghetti sauce. It's, it's bad. Okay. It's bad. bad. All right. Bad. <laughs> well, well, Monique, well, uh, we will be sure to, uh, to watch out for you when we're in the kitchen. So okay. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. And thank you so much for coming on today. I greatly appreciate it. Do you have any last final note or tip or anything that you want to share or let people know about you before you head off? Yes. Um, I'm like Amanda <clears throat> mentioned. Well, first of all, thank you for this opportunity, Amanda, to be on your platform. And again, congratulations for much success. Mm-hmm. I've already spoken this over you before you. I mean, when you told me what you were doing, I was like, oh, girl, you got that. You, you're going to hit you're going to hit your numbers quick. And every week I'm so happy just to hear like the growth. And so keep going, allow God to continue to use you. Listen to what he says. Don't listen to what nobody else says because we we don't have your vision. He tells you exactly what to do and how to do it. And you just do it exactly how he tell you to do it. So that's first thing. The second thing is for, for anyone that's um, trying to start trying to figure out what to do again, just pray about it. I'm, I'm so big on prayer. I'm so big on listening to God's voice and hearing what exactly what he's telling you to do. <clears throat> and just keep in mind that you have to start somewhere. Don't be afraid to start these tips that were shared. Definitely implement them, but start where you are, but get 1% better. The next time you take a photo, get 1% better. See what can I change or what what should ha- what should I have done differently that will make this photo better. So you can't implement everything all at once, but start where you know you can do and then just get better as you go. And that's with anything in life. So 
Amen. Absolutely. My mom used to say, good, better, best. Never let it rest until your good gets better and your better gets best. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, thank you so much. I'm grateful to have uh, one of the best in the industry on today. And thank you so much for coming on and sharing these tips. Be sure to check the show notes so that you can connect with Monique. And we both appreciate you guys for tuning in and listening. Bye for now.